Alright, man. Are you ready to have a good-ass show? I am so ready for a good-ass show. Alright. Alright, here we are. We're back again with another tasty, delicious episode. And he crashes through walls, cuts through floors, busts through ceilings, and knocks down doors. It's that guy over there. It's Alex. Alex is the one he's referring to. Um, pretend that I say a lot of really, really cool stuff about that guy over there. Jake, how is everybody doing? Now, we're, we're going to let you know right right off the bat here. I mean, we're, we might be a little off kilter, a little mm-hmm. askew, if you will, even if you won't, because we're, we're recording this on Monday. Um, Monday. And uh, the reason for that, we'll, we'll get into here briefly. True. Uh, so, true. you know. If uh, if things seem a little wonky, things don't seem right. There's there's a reason for it. It's because this is Monday. It's not Thursday. We haven't had a week of life happen to us. Not yet. But uh, Alex, yet. hit us hit us with that social media. Boom! Red Arrow Productions, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. We got something to talk about about Patreon, don't we? We we, we certainly do. We do. Um, Twitter is Red Arrow P. Uh, find us on iTunes. Uh, soon to be, soon to be Spotify. Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're trying. We're getting Trust there. Me. You'll know. You'll know. But yeah, just Red Arrow Production, guys. Just come find us. We're not hiding. So uh, we, I will bring up Patreon. As you mentioned, we we did have another a yeah. uh, five dollar donation from Boo Bear, uh, and he wants to hear. He wants to hear it, man. He wants to hear part two. He wants to hear issue two of Power Tech, the uh, the original comic that that you and, and I have have created here. He wants to hear the second oh. issue. The second issue. Issue. Now, now there's a little bit of a challenge in here. Now, that is that we do have a special guest next week, uh, Chris sure. Deradix. Uh, he's going to be coming on um, for our interview with an interesting dude. And uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be some, some good times there. But uh, the week after that, we're going to be doing issue two. So we've got, to, we've got the next couple weeks planned out. So make sure you're, you're, you're tuned in. And you're ready for that goodness. So, Alex, why are we recording on Monday? Well, that would be because on Thursday of this this beautiful week that we're all a part of, um, I and and a and a group of other uh, fellas are all are all partaking in the in a bachelor party trip. To the uh, to the San Diego area of San America. San Diego. You know, I I know actually know a bit about San Diego. Oh, do you? Yeah, it originally settled in the 1900s by the Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It it uh, originally San Diego. Uh, scholars maintain that the meaning was lost years ago, but uh, they they maintain that it means a whale's vagina. I don't think that any of that is correct. Oh. Well, I, then I don't know anything about San Diego, except that uh, the Padres are there, and they're bad. And Steve Garvey played for them, and he's bad. Yeah, the Chargers aren't there anymore, because they they're were so bad. bad they kicked him out. <laughs> if you're so bad that you get kicked out of San Diego, like that's that's like a, a new level of low. Like If you get sent out of San Diego, they're like, you know what, just go to TJ. Just, you, you, you belong yeah, to TJ You just now. leave. <laughs> but yeah, it's, where it's, it should be a, it's going to be a bachelor party kind of weekend thing uh, i want to say what yeah one two three so we we come back on the 15th a uh, couple of days couple of nights of what uh what could probably re- 
referred to as drunken debauchery in a metropolitan area where none of us live. Uh, hey, you know, it's it's the best part that, you know, you, you here's the thing. You have to go and do karaoke because you're in a city you're never going back to. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, you're probably never going back to San Diego. Uh, I, I certainly won't go back to whatever bar I end up getting drunkenly convinced to do karaoke in. Right. So you have to do – if you're in a foreign city, it's like a rule. You have to do karaoke because what's the worst that happens? Someone sees you and is like, hey, man, you did a bad job with that song. First of all, that doesn't happen. But, sec <laughs> but second of all, like someone might buy you a drink if you do a song that people like. That's true. That's definitely true. That See, that's the thing, though, is then I'm going to have to try – to bust out like some some like a classic song oh, that dude. everyone knows but nobody sings. Just sing "Don't Stop Believing." Everyone will love you. No, no, that's the problem. Is everybody sings "Don't Stop Believing"? It gets played at every karaoke night. And, and do you know why it gets played at every karaoke night? Because it's probably the single greatest song ever written. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware, but I can't be that. What I got to do is find that balance between. Like, Don't Stop believing and whatever Katy Perry song that everyone likes. Like, there's there's a there's a middle ground that exists that you can sing it, and you could be bad, because I'm bad, but everyone knows why you picked it, and it's great. And I don't know what that is yet. I got I got time. A couple of days. I'll figure it out. I I'll mean, figure it out. They're, they're the greatest hits that I always go to. There's there's Jake, These Broken Wings by Mr. Mr. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one of my favorites to to pull out in a in a city I don't belong to. You know, if if you go to the same place, you know, a few times, you you, you can't you can't quite uh, bust out the weirdness. I I remember when right. I when I used to karaoke all the time in Springfield, I I actually had like my my KJ had like ten or fifteen songs that I would just sing, and I would get up there and just be like pick one for me. I don't I don't know what to do. Just <laughs> that's. I mean, if you if you're if you're bringing bringing the heat on the regular, that the KJ knows, you know, you can go, you can spin the wheel. Yeah, uh, that's why. Yeah, of KJ. course, you call it the spin the wheel of destiny. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty epic situation you you put yourself in. Well, it was also funny because he would decide. I mean, he's like, you know, I haven't heard you do this one in a while, and then I would just look up and be like, oh come on. I remember, yeah. or I did a cult of personality one time, and about it, it was one of those songs you get about fifteen seconds into, and you're like, nope, this is this is gonna be bad. This like, is not gonna be enjoyable. This is not okay. enjoyable for anybody. In fact, I wish I could just stop this. Like, <laughs> the only other time I've ever felt that bad about a karaoke performance I've given was was I did Hot for Teacher one time by Van Halen, and I got I got right into the the first part of the song. I was like, well, man, I'm an octave low. <laughs> and I just oh, I just couldn't. You, you know when you can't fake. The smile when it's so bad that you can't pretend yeah. it. I, that, like that's how bad it was for me. I was just sitting there. I was like, t -t 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 "Teachers got me." Yeah, none of you want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. Let, let's we we talked about this briefly. I, I'm sure every all the listeners are aware that we pre-show a little bit because I mean we don't come in we don't come in cold. We 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 warm up a little bit. A little bit. Str stretch it out. Stretch out the podcast bones and joints. We stretch our bones. So, I mean, I guess, uh, spoiler alert, I kind of know where this conversation is going to go a little bit. But let's talk about 
your, your and my opinions on bachelor parties as like a whole. Like, like I, I, I don't know. And I thought about doing the research today at work, Googling it and trying to find out. But I thought maybe it would be more entertaining if I didn't. So I don't know how these things started. I don't know where it comes from. But, like, why, why is it, like, socially accepted per, like, the social norm, right? The, the cliche movie type thing. For guys, I'm going to get married. Boom. You go get drunk and see some strippers hang out with the bros one last time kind of thing like why why is that uh, a thing that well, we do well i i mean this we're, I mean, we could have a conversation about so social constructs shout out reggie watts for uh <laughs> for an entire an entire episode but i mean i i think it comes down to the the stigma that once you're married you're no longer allowed to go out and, and play with the boys and so the the thing being that, all right, well, we're going to have one last night where we go out and we have the most absolute crazy and wild and stupid night that will. I mean, I mean, you saw the hangover. That's what that's what a bachelor party is for. Uh, but I mean, is there anything deeper than that? I don't know. Does it go back to some like feudal Europe thing? Probably. I mean, everything does. That's true. I guess if we trace it back far enough, it's like, yeah, they used to uh, force people to do parties that didn't want to before marriage or something stupid like that. I just don't – I mean there's there's that – there's the the bro side of my brain that I think all dudes have that's like, oh, man, if I get married, I've got to go see some strippers. Oh, that's going to be great. But then there's like the like – the, 30-year-old side of my brain that's like, eh. I've seen enough. Yeah, like... <laughs> I've seen my share. I mean, at, at this point, I think that, like, any any female that I, like, choose to spend the rest of my life with would probably be, at least in my brain, hypothetically, probably be okay with me occasionally going to a strip club. You know, not all the time. I'm not, not all that the time. guy anyway. We're not advocating but, for that. Not all the no, time. No, but I mean, a couple of a, a, a time or two uh, a year or something. If the guys like, hey man, let's go hit a strip club, get a drink, see a show, and then we'll figure something else out. I, or you end the evening there, or something like that. I can't imagine that the girl I spend the rest of my life with is going to be like, wow, it's over now. It's over. Well, no. I mean, for for me, it's it's a lifestyle thing. Like if you're entering into something, and this is like I'm saying, we're 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 tiptoeing the line into getting into some serious Doctor Jake and Alex <laughs> stuff here. Uh, I might, like I said, this we might have to make this the late night sexy show if if this keeps up. Uh, there we go. <laughs> in fact, in fact, you know what? I'm just I'm I'm pulling the executive move here. This okay. the episode. The late night sexy show. The late night sexy show. Yeah, there you go. But you know, I like I imagine like like you that if if the the woman that I choose to spend the rest of my life with that I would I mean I, I know certainly that your life changes when when you get married your life's not the same I mean I understand that but I I don't imagine that the type of woman who would choose me first of all <laughs> right, right? Uh, that she would ex expect me to wholesale change just you know at, at one point or another right. and again this is you know we're not going to get into this the Dr. Drew <laughs> part of this conversation but yeah I to me a bachelor party seems ludicrous because i wouldn't i don't see myself in that sort of situation where it's like oh this is the last time for the rest of my life i'm ever going to quote unquote enjoy a night with the boys correct and i feel like i feel the exact same way like if if a bachelor party 
happens in my future directly related to mine getting married. Like, sweet! But I don't think the, the whole, the, the festivities of the wedding and stuff, the, the lead up to it, is by any means contingent on that happening. Now, and, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was no, 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 saying, no, you, you go. I, I was just thinking about this. What, what, which do you think has the higher likelihood of getting out of hand? A bachelor party or a bachelorette party? <laughs> Oh, the bachelorette party, for sure, for sure. At least, okay. And now, this is this just is, operating off of anecdotal evidence. Yes, this is uh, this is purely anecdotal evidence because the the thing is 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 I've I can imagine in my head the group of we'll call it six to ten guys that would go out with me on my bachelor party, right? I kind of know who that group is. Right. Most of that group knows itself pretty well, right? There's there's a couple here and there that you know the, the the ends of the spectrum on either side of the friendship might not be the best of friends, but you're aware of each other's existences. People in that are going to get along, right? We're all going to get along, and I've I have partied like beyond partying with every single one of those people in my head, and I know what that looks like, and it's definitely <laughs> nothing that's going to end a relationship, right? Where, like we're not leaving you on top of uh, on top of any uh, casinos anywhere. Right, exactly. Well, it, or you definitely are leaving me, but you're a hundred percent aware you did it. Right, and this is and funny. You leave me there <laughs> just long enough to then come get me, and it's over. But we're gonna have the, brunch, and then we're gonna come up and get you. Exactly, with with bloody marys in hand. Let's go. I'm probably still passed out on the mattress. I haven't even woke up yet. <laughs> Don't forget but, about the tiger. Well, I mean, you guys got to deal with the tiger. I'm on the roof. Um, we, but I can imagine, like, I've seen, I've seen the story, or I, I've seen the stories. I've heard the stories of like girl parties when they get out of hand. When it's a girls' night. Oh my God, girls' night. We're doing it. Let's go. That, that can turn, that can turn real dark real fast and not necessarily and I, dark but just on, well, like like it, it, yeah you're right it, dark was the wrong word it's it's the classic i mean it can happen and, and again this isn't and, and again I'm, I'm doing my best to skirt these lines here we're not <laughs> you know? um you know I, I feel like the difference between between a bottle of wine and a bottle of tequila or you know, like a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of tequila together. I feel like the bottle of wine per capita does more damage. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Right. Like, like I said, this is purely anecdotal that we're speaking. There's, there's no evidence. I, I can't cite as time back in 98 when something happened. No. The LA but... riots of 1990, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it was all based on a bachelorette party. It was all a bachelorette party. Uh, I just know that, like, worst case scenario with, like, like the hangover, as we've been referencing too many times through this. Oh, naturally. Se seems like you could call that the worst case scenario for a bachelor party is you get blackout drunk and you don't really know what happened. Maybe you lose a guy in the evening, but you find him eventually. Uh, you got to cancel a couple of debit cards and have him send you replacements in the mail. Okay, cool. But 
you you could just like I mean I, I, one I, I one know. glass of wine too many and the wrong <laughs> in the wrong bar and all of a sudden the bachelorette party is not a party anymore. Well, I mean this this is a, a comedic trope, right? I mean it's a comedic right. trope for a reason. I mean, it, and of course, where this is what this is all of my anecdotal evidence because I've never been to a bachelorette party, nor should I. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no one would pay me to attend. Let's just say that. <laughs> But like, whenever I think about bachelorette parties, like, again, you know, it's like I mean, I'll just use bridesmaids. Like bridesmaids to me right. is the worst case scenario of a bachelorette party, and that movie to me was just like that was the worst case scenario of my life. Like, <laughs> like forget a weekend, holy cow! Like this is this is some irreparable shit here. Yeah, that's I. I mean. If you're gonna pull the 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 pop culture comparison, right? Exactly. You look at the the first Hangover and Bridesmaids, and then you ask yourself, which one really got more out of hand? Right. And and, and realistically, that's all we're comparison because that comparison. That's it. Yeah. That's all we're comparing. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's a new word. You know, I've heard it both ways. But... I've heard it both ways. But you know that's that's all we're comparing here. We're comparing the hang, and and that's how we're gonna get our our balls away from the bandsaw as we move on to our new topic here. <laughs> That's true. I just tell you that coming up, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give updates as to how my, my the first bachelor party I've ever intended, or actually second. The first one was a camping trip. That's technically true. I went to one other one. Uh, Those are it was weird, like, though. And that's that's something we can certainly talk about. It seems like every once in a while, like because there is that 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 medium, right? Like there are guys that don't want the traditional bachelor party. I would certainly fall right. under under that. But I'm not necessarily sure. I want to go whitewater rafting for like yeah. my for my bachelor party. Like what? <laughs> so what's the middle? I, I just I know like like I I mean I don't have a middle ground. I just know that I've been to one bachelor party where there was it, it was essentially like a camping like and I I say it obviously but it was just a camping trip with no chicks is is really what it came down to like we did everything you've ever done camping before like we played football uh, and, and like threw hatchets at trees while we were drunk and we drank and what? we <laughs> slept in tents or cars depending on if you had a car bigger than most tents which at the time i did because i had a trailblazer so i just put down the seats in a sleeping bag it was way comfy dude my but... my my ranger was perfect for that the bed of a ford ranger is the size of a twin mattress that's money. That's money. So that was like that was a, a quote unquote bachelor party. Had a great time. Good good stuff. No complaints. And now this San Diego weekend uh, is going to be much closer to the like I'm hopefully not full but full on but like the hangover end of the spectrum. There's going to be the drinking and we're going to go out to bars and we're going to meet people and probably karaoke at some point. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, be- good because so, you better. I think I think in the coming weeks I know I know the show itself is booked up for the next couple but I'm sure we can I'll give some updates I'm sure something will get posted on the social medias somewhere that hopefully won't get anyone in trouble and well, hopefully uh, just you if anyone <laughs> that's true that's true 
I'm gonna post it on. I'll post it on my Instagram, and then we could decide to repost from, from Red Arrow. <laughs> right, if, like if if it, if it passes, we'll go. We'll go. We'll take it to the board, and we'll say, "Hey, <laughs> is this something that reflects the the brand?" <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But I mean, with bachelor with bachelor parties over, I know that there's a topic that I wanted you to talk about. You, and, yes. And you kind of. You kind of, and I'll be, I'll be upfront with the listener. I know, uh, like we, we joke that somehow wrestling gets shoehorned into episodes, and it's usually me going out of my way to do it. But in this instance, you did a big wrestling event happen this weekend. What? I know you, you texted me. You were pretty excited. I about was. It. Um, and so now I legitimately, and this is a real thing. I really want to hear about it. What happened? Explain. You want to hear about WrestleMania weekend? I do. I, oh, I, I'm, snap. I'm legitimately curious. I I brought it up to start the show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm following through. I want to know. All right. Well, let me just say that my Sunday, I woke up about about ten o'clock in the morning. I went to the store to purchase the food that I knew I was going to need that day. Okay. And I got it all prepared to cook. I sat. By the time I sat down, it was about noon, and I mm-hmm. sat and watched wrestling from noon. Until 9 p.m. and it was all new material for me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was a long, long day. Uh, it all started for me uh, with the with NXT Takeover, which is the developmental league. Uh, they okay. they bring up and absolute match of the night. Completely stole the show. Uh, these guys were insane, I, and I'm gonna explain in some ways. But I, I've absolutely got to put over uh, Champa, Champa, Tommaso Champa, and uh, Gargano, Johnny Gargano. I, I couldn't remember their first names for a second. Um, they absolutely tore the house down. They had a non-sanctioned match, and you know, be- before the match, they they signed quote unquote hold harmless agreement. So if anyone got hurt, you know, they couldn't hold the company liable. Right. So the whole story based around the, the fact that the one the one guy Champa uh, felt like he got screwed over or and that Gargano wasn't doing his job and so we turned on him and beat the shit out of him. Uh, I've never seen somebody and this happened three or four times uh, to the point where Gargano got run out of the league because he he put his his whole career up in a match and then Champa came in and and beat him and like killed him. So the other guy could win. Um, So they get there to that point and they finally have this match and it had one of the craziest spots I've ever seen. They, they pulled the map back from the concrete um, below the ring and did what's called a sunset flip. So, and that he jumped over his back, essentially this, the, the move is essentially jumping over the back and grabbing the legs to pull down into a, a pinning predicament or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But in this case, he was trying to pull him down into a slam onto the concrete, which is about four feet below where he's standing. It, that sounds dangerous. It was, and it sounded disturbing. <laughs> like, there there aren't many wow. times in wrestling, but I, I straight up, I was watching, I just went, oh my god! Just, it was... Oh. <laughs> Just the the simple reaction that I had, just oh my god! But those guys absolutely tore down the house. If if you're gonna watch a wrestling match this one year, once this year, like if you're one of those people, it's like you know what? I'm gonna watch one wrestling match. One. Make it make it Champa 
and uh, Gargano. Like he comes out, Champa comes out to no music, and there's just a solid three minutes of booing. Wow! Like he got he got the f he got two fu Champa chants before the match started. Like this guy was a heat machine, and it was it was fantastic fantastic match. Um, All right. I think All right. I think the other big thing uh, that that happened this week was Ronda Rousey showed up finally in okay. the ring, um, and she, she she acquitted herself well, like she did a good job. Really? Yeah. I after at the end of it, I I remember thinking I want to see what she does next. Wow. So I know we had talked about some apprehension mm-hmm. with with the shift from UFC to WWE here, so. Uh, I think that falls under the the Jake spectrum of that's that's a good show. Yeah, that's a good showing. Yes, yeah, she. Uh, I mean, outside of her having to adjust her ring gear every thirty seconds because she came out in possibly the shortest shorts and tightest sports bra I've ever seen in my entire life. Like naturally, like, like she came out wearing what what I think was supposed to be like reimagined UFC gear, but the problem with it is is like UFC and wrestling moves two different ways. Yeah, that's true. Like when Brock Lesnar showed up, he showed up in those in the super tight tights and then realized that he couldn't really wear those super tight tights because, you know, otherwise he'd be hanging the moose knuckle the entire, <laughs> the entire match. And so, uh, so you know, Ronda ran into much the same issue, but, uh, you know, she was given a shout out to uh, to Roddy Piper. Uh, rest in okay. peace, uh, Uncle Bagpipes. So, uh, but, hmm. but yeah. He, uh, she, well, he, he is, is dead now. She, on the other hand, did, uh, did a pretty good job. Yeah. As, as a whole, I would say WrestleMania, I'd give it a, a B minus, which okay. if I'm giving it a, a weighted grade, I mean, it, the expectations I bring into a WrestleMania, that makes it about an A minus for a regular show. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So, uh, also AJ Styles, one of the best in the world right now, uh, held on to the WWE title and Shinsuke Nakamura turned, turned heel. It was, it, it was a wild night. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying, I'm basically summarizing nine hours of wrestling in right. like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, a lot happened. <laughs> so like a lot happened to the point of where part of me kind of playing this off was, well, I, I'm going to have to go back and, and really look to see what happened. <laughs> so, so one thing that came up that, that, earlier in the the week um was a, a handful of like sports talk radio shows were were bringing up wrestlemania and the the classic is it a sport isn't it a sport are the athletes type thing was brought up as it always is and i the the thing that i think intrigued me the most and i kind of wanted to bring it up with you was that I don't I, I I believe as an outside kind of uh, I, like an acquaintance of wrestling, right? Right, you're not a mark, I, but you know. I, no, I'm pretty sure that if I were to be with you and watch nine hours of wrestling, I would have enjoyed myself the entire time. Fair, but <laughs> it's probably it, it would it would be very much uh, uh, what's the word like due to your excitement about it, right? And I would ask a lot of questions, and at some point you'd be like, "Just shut up and watch the match." But I would learn something, that would and happen. I would enjoy it. That that would but... definitely happen. <laughs> I'd be like, "Hang on, tell you in a minute. You need to watch this." <laughs> I'm. I think to myself that wrestling probably doesn't care 
whether you think it's a sport or you think that they're athletes, what they care about is that you're talking about it. the fact that C CBS Sports Radio was talking about WrestleMania means that WrestleMania wins. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's that's the whole. I mean, <laughs> this is the the Jim Rome school of sports casting, right? Like it goes anytime you've ever heard Jim Rome talk, he's it, something controversial happens. What does he do? He gets on. Let's let's say, for instance, we're talking about Barry Bonds' head was size eleven. Like that's right. that's the big thing that came out in in TMZ today. So Jim Rome will go on the radio and he'll say, "All right, guys, here's the deal. We're not gonna talk about how Barry Bonds' head is size 11, and that probably means he's using steroids. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that on today's show. That's not gonna be a topic. So don't send me your texts saying Barry Bonds' head is so big that it has its own orbit because I'm not gonna read them on the show." Okay, <laughs> just and then like he'll get into the tweets. He's like, all right, here we go. Barry Bonds head is so big. Guys, I told you I'm not going to read these tweets from about Barry Bonds right now. Okay, we're not doing it. It's just right. But that's I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Like, is it a sport? Is it not? And meanwhile, Vince McMahon sitting there going, ha ha, I don't care. I'm cashing the millions. But, yeah, get that money. But I mean, I will say like at the way you phrased that question, I was sitting there and I was like, well, Second you started asking me that question, I started drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think, like, like you can't, if, if, if you think that, like, a, like a bodybuilder, right, is an athlete, then you have to think that a, a professional wrestler is also an athlete, because he works out, he, he, they have to, I mean, I, I, I understand that you could, you know, probably say that they're not as strict on certain performance-enhancing steroids, uh, uh, steroids um, as as other leagues and athletic events are. But it's it's like not only do they have to be like Triple H is a big human being. He's a large human. He's, <laughs> he's got to take care of himself in and out of the gym. He's on the right nutrition plans. There may or may not be steroids. I don't actually care. That's not like an indictment on Triple H. I'm just saying maybe he took some, maybe he didn't. I don't care. But he's still got to climb the ropes and jump off and throw a dude and pick a guy up and like yeah. I mean that's... whether whether he jumps when you lift him or not, he's still moving two three hundred pounds of another person through the air and making sure that they land on a table in a way that's as safe as it can be. Right. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's always been my gripe with people is I'm like, look, I mean, how is it that in, in this day and age, I mean, we have the ESPN body issue, the ESPN body issue, the entire point of the ESPN body issue was to challenge people's perspective about what a physical athlete or what an athlete looks like physically. That's Correct. why Prince Fielder was like the head of the the body issue like three or three hundred times. Like, yeah, they they go out of their way to show you that this like an athlete doesn't have to look like Usain Bolt. It doesn't. I mean, you don't. I mean, and it, they go right. well out of their way to show that. And so I, I just think it's ludicrous to say that any one type of person or another, I mean, is or isn't an athlete. Look at sumo wrestlers. You're telling me that a sumo wrestler isn't an athlete? Like. Go try to go try to outstrong a sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you look at you look at those like the guys who compete in like the strongman competitions. Those guys are just that's a that's I mean that's a barrel of a human and lifting barrels of stuff. Yes, <laughs> and, and it's all it's all power. There's there's not 
a part of their body that isn't primed for as much power as can be pulled out of it. It's it's amazing. Like I I love. I mean, even to this day, if there's a if I can find a strongman competition, I will watch it because that is it's fascinating to me. It's like the it's one uh, it's one of those things. It's the pinnacle of of human achievement, in one fashion or another. Agreed. So... Agreed. I just I just thought that that was that that you know I know WrestleMania is like the. I don't know. It's like the Super Bowl of wrestling, right? Like, it's the big one. Yeah, it's the Bourbon Bowl. You can't hold anything back. And so I figured they they would go all out and you would have the deets. Um, I do find it uh, fascinating to learn that apparently the WrestleMania and its festivities last nine hours. Well, I mean, if you you include the NXT TakeOver, which was actually three, but I skipped some – I skipped through some things I already knew the story of. So, I mean, all told – if if I watched NXT take over the night when it was live, and then I watched like I did, it would have been let's see three five, yeah, it would have been ten hours actually. Ten hours, ten hours of content, to me is is like if you don't have like NFL Sunday ticket or if you're one of the same. Uh, football fans who don't subscribe to Red Zone because Red Zone might be the most annoying channel of football. Oh my god, it's the worst. Um, like on a on a Sunday, you're getting, uh, I guess probably, well, it's about nine hours of content. It's about three hours a game. Yeah, you watch you three can catch games. The morning game. You can watch the morning game. You can watch the afternoon game. You catch the Sunday night football. But that's spread out like. Like over the course of a day, and you you know sometimes the game on you don't really care about it's it's one of those like oh cool the Colts are playing the Bengals, all right all right and you can move on. So I mean to to learn that WrestleMania, which I honestly uh, thought was like we're gonna like here's WrestleMania and then the match is over and then the day is over. To learn that it can compete with the the amount of content that is delivered on a Sunday for football is rather impressive if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, when you consider, I mean, if a, a major three paper, excuse me, a major four pay-per-view, and that's going to be WrestleMania, the Royal rumble, SummerSlam and survivor series, those big four, those are going to be four hour shows. Uh, just, wow. just count on the show itself being four hours and the pre-show might start and might be two hours long. Um, so and the pre-show has matches in it, so like you have like, yeah, wow. So yeah, it's not it's not just a, a a pre-game show of them talking, but yeah, it's it's a lot of content to take in. So and 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 you're the guy to take it in. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, one thing I would be remiss oh. if I didn't bring this up, and then and then we'll we'll bring in a third topic, one that you were okay. you were unprepared for. Um, As always, John Cena had been uh, trying to get the Undertaker to come out and and have a match with him for like two months, and okay. just coming out and cutting promo after promo about how he's not too old and he's not washed up and he needs to get over his pride and face John Cena at WrestleMania. And so John Cena's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go as a fan." And so for the first like three and a half hours of the entertainment for the day, like we just kept cutting to John Cena sitting in the stands, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm in the stands." Like, <laughs> but then the Undertaker oh. showed up and killed John Cena, and it was perfect. Well, because the Undertaker never loses. Well, except for the times that he does. Well, there's that. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Can you imagine though, like? 
uh, you buy your tickets for WrestleMania and you're like, sweet, I'm in like row four, section 12. Awesome. And then you show up and you're like, John Cena's in the seat next to me. Yeah, well, you could see it like in the in the show, like he would just do he just, they would put the camera on him and there were just people next to him like, and I'm on TV now. <laughs> <laughs> like I I paid for like the regular price of a WrestleMania ticket, but I he's here. Like, he's right. I can I can see him. I, he's right there. That would. That's the best wrestle thing ever of all time. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> but so I just I just saw a movie, a move eye. A move and eye. I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it. Okay. Because are you a workaholics fan? I I I I'm a workaholics fan in that I have never once turned off workaholics, but during its run, um I never it, it was not like a prime time schedule my life around seeing it kind of a thing it falls Fair, into okay. that always sunny category gotcha like, okay i never don't laugh but i've also never gone out of my way to see it gotcha okay so okay. i watched ready or a uh, game over man i've seen on netflix i've seen the little it, it you know through the scroll yeah and i've watched like the trailer and i was like oh it's it's die hard with workaholics guys. I mean, that's, that's essentially what it is when, yeah. when you watch it. I mean, it, and it, it has its moments, but man, I, I feel like, I feel like shock humor at this point is so overdone. I'm kind of done with it. Like for, for instance, like I, I tried to watch Seth Rogen's something for hilarity for charity, H- hilarity for charity. And like, there's three or four just, pointless dick jokes for the sake of dick jokes yeah just apropos (laughs) of nothing and like like i'm i'm all for dick jokes i i mean i'm i make them frequently but there's got to be some setup to them you've got you can't just be like oh it's my dick like that's that was the punchline he's like i'm gonna vape out of my dick and i'm not circumcised but he's jewish right which is which was the joke but like the whole i'm like you spent you just did it for the sake of doing it. And I didn't last more than five or ten minutes into the show because I'm just like, it's it's not – talking about your dick for the sake of talking about your dick isn't funny. <laughs> so I watched all of Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity. Did you? Um, evidently, I learned whilst watching it that this has actually been an annual thing he's been doing for like eight years now or something like that. Like this isn't – a one-off thing for Netflix. It just happens to be on Netflix this year. But I will say that the handful of stand-up comedians that he actually got to do uh, like their little five-minute set, all of them were pretty good. Like I was surprised that they were able to to get kind of that caliber. Like John Mulaney showed up and does five minutes. You see, I didn't even... And they're funny. I, I didn't have... Like, I, I feel a little robbed then because, like, Seth Rogen and his his absence of hilarity <laughs> made me miss this good this good comedy because he's like, oh, I have to get up and make some penis jokes real quick. Well, there's that. Also, uh, Justin Roiland does an animated short that is maybe the most obscene, like, four minutes of animation I've ever seen. 
and I, I don't know if if I. I don't know how I feel about it. Like you, you are ah dick jokes, but but if you were to watch the animated short that Justin Roiland did for that thing, I think it would change your opinion on Seth Rogen's dick jokes because what Roiland did was way more over the top and ri- absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and just because it's someone that wow. I like doing, it doesn't mean I'm going to absolve them of their sins if they're doing oh, something. I mean, that's like, what I'm saying but, is like, I love Rick and Morty, but that like four minutes there was like, I, I just, my face had to see that. I, I let myself watch that. Yeah. I, I watched, there was, I remember I watched uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie with Adam and it just, and I remember at one point there was just like this big scene about again it was just gratuitous frontal male nudity for the yes. si- like and it wasn't even set up like there's there's gratuitous male frontal male nudity nudity in Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story but the way it's presented isn't in a surprise it's a dick sort of way right. you know it, it's a hey everybody in this room is naked and this guy walks up to Dewey and of course he's naked like that's you make sense yeah there you go there's context context matters that's what that i mean that's (laughs) that's my argument for most arguments is that context matters (laughs) i'm gonna be all like i'm gonna be like jake the packers are better than seahawks and you'd be like "Mm, context matters context matters (laughs) (laughs) forever that's context matters context matters you got to be more you have to get a little bit more specific with that. I'll be like, damn it, he's right. <laughs> but, I mean, all this to say, like, I watched it, and it wasn't a, like, I, I forcefully pushed air out of my nose on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go so far as to say, like, I don't like the way that Netflix has it now. I can't rate things based on one to five stars. I either like it or I don't. Yes. Like, I'm a man of gray area. I need that. I need that, the dubiousness of the, the two to four stars here. Like... <laughs> I don't just all the way like something or all the way hate it just from from a viewing. I need that in my life. It's funny because if you keep keep going in the hilarity for charity, eventually they start making fun of the Netflix algorithm. And the jokes go that like he's trying to put together a charity special that fits into every single genre and category that Netflix has available. So that way it it is liked or or suggested by suggested to the widest possible <laughs> Netflix audience, which is why there's an animated short because he talks about like animation is the one we haven't done. So this is my buddy Justin Roiland doing this, and you're like, what did I just watch? And it just breaks it down as to like everything. He's like, yep, we've touched on science because of this and this and this, and he invites some cooking guy out, <laughs> a guy I I don't like. Like the Netflix's Guy Fieri, but it's like an Asian dude. I don't know. Some Asian chef. And he's like, hey, I'm here. And Seth's like, all right, you can go now. And he's like, but do you want me to cook something? <laughs> no. we No, you're here so I can put your name and the algorithm and it counts. So you can go now. And he's like, but really, I would be happy to cook for all of these great people here who are you know supporting the, the cause and the charity. He goes, just go, dude. Just go. Fuck off. <laughs> the guy's like, okay, and just turns and leaves. And it's like that joke inside of a joke right there was – I was like, that's – it does get clever beyond the dick jokes. But, yes, you're right. There is there is non-contextual, gratuitous dick jokes for it, no reason. It's just a tough gatekeeper is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it No, it, it definitely is. It reminds me of 
every single time your friends say, "Hey, man, you got to check out this sh- this this sweet show," but the first four episodes suck. You're like, well, then the show sucks. Like I'm, I can't get through <sighs> four episodes. I, I don't. I I just say to like a show. For instance, like with with uh, Always Sunny, I just tell people to skip the first season. It's not good until Frank gets here. <laughs> well, see, but that's that's almost like a fair like assessment to put on a show is to be like, there's a six episode first season. Don't watch any of those. It's a sitcom. You don't have to worry about like, it. Keep, go back later it. and maybe you'll like it. Like maybe you can appreciate it from, from a retrospective perspective, but you like to tell somebody like, dude, always Sonny's really good. You just have to make it through those first six episodes. No, I don't No, They're, they're not good. Well, that's a problem I always have with Seinfeld, and people, people, I, I, well, I always get the same response when I tell people I'm not into Seinfeld. Oh my God, how do you not like Seinfeld? It's the Beatles I mean, of television, and I mean, they're right though. How do you not like? Seinfeld? I just, don't, it, I just don't care. <laughs> I know we've had this conversation. I'm not trying to go there. I, I, I knew, I knew you'd react that way. <laughs> got, got him. <laughs> oh. Keep but, going though. But You're right. I remember I was just I, I sat down at one point and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch Seinfeld, and then I get told like I have to watch specific episodes of Seinfeld to like it, and this is starting to feel like the Philly cheesesteak is what is what Seinfeld Ooh, is starting to feel like. The Philly cheesesteak, that's what's up. Is, yes. And and you know Adam, friend of ours, doesn't doesn't like Philly cheesesteaks, and and I get his reasoning because the Philly cheesesteak is the only sandwich in America that if you don't if you get it and you don't like it, it's your fault. You got it wrong. You got it from the wrong place. Yes, that's that. It's it's a hundred percent true. That is the best analogy. And as soon as you said it, I'm sure that I I've I've heard friend of the show Adam say it, and I probably agree. We've probably all talked about it before, but without that vivid memory at the front of my brain as soon as you were like it's a philly cheesesteak my i was like dude that's exact everyone tells you like oh did you have did you have a philly cheesesteak and you're like yeah and they're like where'd you get it from and you're like uh todd's it, it wasn't that great they're like oh you can't go to todd's can't go to todd's you can't go to todd's you gotta go to jimmy's jimmy's has got the best one and you're like R-. or you got it with the wrong cheese or you got it yeah. <laughs> oh you gotta get with like, the yeah. cheese is no you know what if there's this many if there's this many rules to this i don't want it and that's how i feel about seinfeld like if you're gonna tell me like watch these 15 episodes i I don't want it like that's true that's however if i take the time to like burn you a blu-ray of those 15 great episodes then there's no work on your half and you have to watch them And, and then what like what happens when i still don't care then it's official you don't care. Oh my but God. if I put in the time and effort to get you 15 great episodes. My whole life, yeah? my whole life is just people trying to get me to like things. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think in its most simplest form, that's what everyone's life is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, you know, these people, they could have been anywhere in the world. But they're here with us, and we appreciate that. Make sure you're checking us out on the internet in all of our our vast, our myriad places where you can find us. Not quite that many, but we're getting there. Anyway, next week, we're really excited. We're going to have Chris Derridix on there. Um, I did bury the lead a little bit. Not only is he involved with the College of Eros and in the linguistics department at the University of Oregon, he was also my high school advisor. 
So there's going to be a little uh, little self-deprecation on my behalf here coming up next week. So, but uh, hey, for this issue of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Thank <laughs> you.